Hello and welcome to Christ-Dependent Single Motherhood. Are you feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and longing for a safe community of believers? Do you sit up at night Googling how to work and homeschool at the same time or Bible verses on anxiety? Do you wish for a Titus II older woman to help you navigate this lonely parenting path? I'm Sarah, a veteran homeschooling mom daughter of Christ, and no stranger to broken marriage. I know the heavy burden of shouldering a family alone. I only wanted to raise my children to love Jesus Christ, but I watched as my family crumbled in front of me. I didn't know who I could trust, but God provided the healing and discipleship I needed through mentors who spent years faithfully applying His Word to my heart like ointment to wounds. My desire is to use this podcast to share what I've learned, what I'm still learning. My prayer is that you'll be pointed to Christ, learn to forgive, find freedom from fear, and learn that we have a God who can be trusted. Make sure your earbuds are charged and grab your Bible. Let's walk this path together. Hello again, friends. I hope you've known the nearness of God this week as you walk through your current trials. Last week, we talked about learning to line up our thinking with scripture to move from overwhelm to trust and to rest in the Lord. And there's something else I'd like to talk about along those lines, and it's the way our homes and our minds impact each other, and how we can use a few really simple routines to reduce our sense of overwhelm when it comes to our living space. I remember going through divorce and going from having this very faithful habit of making my bed every day to not making my bed for, I think, close to a year. Now, I love to think of my bedroom as a place of refuge and quiet and peace. And it's kind of hard for that to happen when the central piece of furniture in that room is in disarray. But that was where I was at. There were other habits and routines that got thrown off because of the distraction and anxiety from the circumstances of my life too. And as a result, my sense of being overwhelmed definitely escalated. Yes, we do need to reframe our thinking biblically when we're suffering so we can stay steady in the Lord. As we talked about in the last episode, which was episode two, but I think we also need to recognize that there's a place for a gentle understanding of ourselves when our world gets turned upside down. It is normal to find 
that it's very hard to keep our typical routines going when we're suffering from trauma like grief or the loss of a spouse. One thing it's really important to remember is that even though the state of your surroundings is to some degree a reflection of the current state of your inner world, of the changes going on in your life, the condition of your home does not reflect your identity or ultimate reality. If you're in Christ, you're a child of the King of Kings, adopted as his daughter, hidden with Christ in God. Remember what 2 Corinthians says, that what is seen is temporal, but what's unseen is eternal. And in addition to that, Isaiah describes the Lord like this in chapter 40, verse 11. He says, like a shepherd, he, the Lord, will tend his flock. In his arm, he will gather the lambs and carry them in his bosom. He will gently lead the nursing ewes. Remember, my dear friend, the Lord is caring for you tenderly right now both you and your children. It is not necessary for you to be harsh with yourself regarding the state of your home when he is so gentle with you. So if you're struggling in this area of disorder in your house, just take a deep breath and remember who you are. Remember that this state that you're in is only temporary your identity is not wrapped up in the unwashed dishes. I'm sharing this because this idea of my surroundings not being my true identity has really helped me during times when circumstances in my life blew up and my house just fell apart. So let's talk a little bit about the two or three primary routines you can focus on when you're really struggling to order your home. What I'm about to say may not surprise you. It may be some things you've heard before, but what I found is that when everything is in crisis in my life, it's incredibly hard to focus on even one thing that needs to be done. It seems like everything needs to be done. And so sometimes our tendency is to just throw up our hands and and not do anything. I don't know if you've had that experience, but it's been something I've had to deal with quite a lot. So here I am from the outside saying, here's your very short to-do list. We're going to focus on little routines, not getting the entire house under control and orderly right now. Because I know from experience that if you do these small things consistently, maybe even just implementing one new item a month, not only will it make everything seem less overwhelming, but you're going to be able to see clearly to do some of the things, other things here and there, like maybe decluttering your kids' toys or scrubbing out the tub while you're in it, taking a shower on Saturday mornings. But don't worry about those other things right now. Just ignore them. I'm preaching to myself here too because my living room, as I'm recording this, is 
in a state of complete disarray. I just got rid of my old bookshelves and I'm slowly putting up the new ones, which means there are books stacked up all over my living room floor and boxes in the middle of the rug and two days ago. (laughs) So lovely. The dog threw up on the couch and so we had to take off the slip cover to launder it and it's taken a couple of days to get it back on. So please don't ever think I'm coming from this place of perfection. I just want to share with you the three routines that make me feel sane when it comes to housekeeping on a day-to-day basis. This is what keeps me from a general sense of overwhelm when it comes to my home. The first routine is I put my dishes to bed each night. There's nothing at any time like getting up in the morning or coming home after being away to a clean kitchen that's ready for us to prepare food and serve our families. But let's be honest, how many times have we gotten takeout just because the idea of cleaning up the kitchen in order to cook a meal just seem like too much. I know I've been guilty of that. From my perspective, getting those dishes clean at night and put away in their cupboards is like the gateway action to preparing homemade meals. It makes it so much easier. I'm ashamed to say that there have been times, especially years ago when I was newly single, when my children would leave for school in the morning without having eaten anything. And a big part of that was that my kitchen wasn't ready in the morning to serve them. I've discovered, though, that there are a few little ideas or practices that can dramatically improve our success with consistently putting those dishes to bed each night. The first one is, it helps to have fewer dishes. If you haven't tried this, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but when you literally have to make sure that the dishes are washed for the next meal because otherwise you're not going to have enough, it really does make a huge difference. The other thing is with pots and pans, realize it's possible that you have more than you need. Now, I do have a couple of slow cookers and an Instapot some small appliances like that. But when it comes to stovetop cookware, I have exactly four items. I have a skillet, a small saucepan, and two stockpots. And those for myself, I've found to be more than sufficient for my needs. So if you're struggling with just having so many dishes to do, one thing you could try is to reduce the number of dishes that you have. So that's the first tip. The second thing you could do is if it's, if it's getting started, that seems like an insurmountable task for you. Let me share with you what I do. I tell myself that I'm going to go in the kitchen and just wash five dishes. That's it. Since the threshold is so low for success in this task, I tend not to procrastinate about it. I just go right into the kitchen and I wash my five dishes. But the funny thing is, When I wash those five dishes, I'll then think to myself, oh, I think I'll wash five pieces of flatware. (laughs) And then it's five drinking glasses. And before I know it, it's 10 minutes later and basically all the dishes are done. So if putting off the task is what you struggle most with, try this little technique just to get you started. I think you're going to like it. 
Now, if you use a dishwasher, it can be tempting to run it at night and then just leave it until the morning. And if that works for you, that's fine. But if you haven't tried it yet, consider running and unloading it in the evening so that all your family has to do with the breakfast dishes in the morning is to put them in the empty dishwasher. That's one little extra step at night that can contribute so much toward making it easy to keep things clean and running smoothly in the kitchen. So we've talked about dishes, putting your dishes to bed at night. The second routine, it's just a little routine, is to do one complete load of laundry a day. If your laundry tends to pile up either around the washer or maybe in clean piles or in baskets after you've washed and dried it, this is something that you're going to want to try. No, doing one load a day isn't going to get you caught up all at once, but you're never going to be so behind that you have this Mount Washmore moldering in your laundry room. The main reason I say to wash, dry, fold, and put away all in one day before you do another load, generally speaking, is because I think a lot of us have this tendency to want to do a lot of laundry load after load, and feel like we're making some progress, but those clean loads are actually just sitting around in baskets, contributing to the sense of overwhelm, the clutter that we're really trying to overcome. Plus, it's not really accessible as clean clothes until it gets put away properly. Essentially, our family doesn't even know what's clean unless it's where it's supposed to be in closets and drawers, right? Now, if you're bringing a basket out to fold right away and you you want to, go ahead and throw, it, throw in another load. But if you're pressed for time, just set the bar low and decide you're only going to do one load and get it completely processed. And I promise you within a week or two, you'll find that the laundry situation is much more handleable. And most of the time, people will have socks and underwear every day. And that's kind of a big deal. So, so far, we our routines are put our dishes to bed at night, do one complete load of laundry a day. The third small routine is make your bed when you get up each day. I mentioned earlier that I really regard my bedroom as a place where I can get away to think and read and pray. Typically, I will have my devotions first thing in the morning after I get out of bed. That time of day alone is worth not having the visual distraction of a messy bed. I have to say, I am rather distractible and having fewer visual distractions when I'm trying to focus on the Lord and his word is highly valuable to me. Besides which, at the end of the day, when I come home and it's time for bed, it is so inviting to crawl into this nice, neat, smooth bed with my fluffy pillows. I've had times in my life where I really delayed in the evening about going to bed, and I ended up um, not getting enough sleep. And I think part of that was that I didn't have an inviting place to rest at night because I didn't establish the habit of simply making my bed each morning. Once again, you may have issues in your bedroom of maybe some clutter or some laundry that isn't getting put away. 
But I would still encourage you to start with this very tiny habit of spending less than two minutes every morning straightening up your bed and making it neat. I think you're going to find that it will change everything for you when it comes to how overburdened you feel about your life and your tasks in general. To close, I just want to tell you the story of something that happened last week. It was a Monday evening, and I found it necessary, as I have many times, to bring one of my children to the emergency room. Thank the Lord, it turned out fine, and we were able to return home shortly before midnight that night. However, let me tell you that the first thing I thought when I walked in the door of my house with my child was, oh, I am so glad that there are no dishes and that the laundry is put away. And obviously, it wasn't because we had this medical crisis and I stopped to fold the laundry and wash my dishes before we went to the hospital. No, it was because I had these little routines already in place. I could come home to a more orderly and calm and restful home that was basically ready for the next day. And then after I got my child in bed, I walked into my own room and I was able to lie down and rest under the soft and clean sheets in that cave of sleep because of something I had spent less than two minutes doing that morning. So what about you? Are these all routines that you already do? Or have you got some ideas today of things that you could implement to reduce your sense of overwhelm? Do you think you're going to try doing all three of your small new routines? Or do you think you're just going to try doing one at a time? We'd love to hear about it. And our Facebook group is a great place to share what you're doing and the changes you'd like to make. God bless and keep you all. And I pray that you will continue to rest in Him this upcoming week. If you've been uplifted in any way by this podcast, it would mean so much if you'd not only subscribe, but leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded, believing women on the same path as you, consider joining our Facebook group. A link is in the show notes. Until next time, remember, we have a God who can be trusted.